Welcome. Welcome to the First Capital Vineyard Podcast. In this season, we're exploring our faith journeys and stories. Everyday Christians with extraordinary tales of hope, faith, and love. Our stories make us who we are. They are a powerful means of encountering and sharing Jesus and His kingdom. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Kia ora tato, church family. Welcome to episode 5 of Imago Day. This week we hear Anna Beatty share her story, but before we get there, there was some awesome feedback for Kirk on the last episode. Chrissy said, You live what you speak. I felt God say that you open doors for others to enter his kingdom. Wayne notes that the Lord loves how you are grounded in him, and John believes there are greater things in store for you. And I've been saying that for ages, and you're probably sick of it, but it's true. Keep the messages coming, but without further ado, here's Anna. Hi, Anna. Hi, Johnny. How are you going? <laughs> good, thank you. All good in lockdown. Yeah, uh, I'm at the point now where I'm just getting absolutely sick of it. I'm keen as to get back to work. Yeah. Just because... Teaching kids with no contact just doesn't feel like teaching. No. Have you been in it at all to school? We have two kids out of 1,800. No, really? At Hart Valley High School. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. So um, it's just been online teaching like normal. Wow. Yeah. And then we're, I imagine we'll be back into it pretty soon though once they go back to level two. Yeah. 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 How's things been for you? It's been a whole new experience, um, homeschooling the kids. Um, but it's been, it's been really, I don't know, there's moments where it's really intense and they're probably listening to me actually, um, <laughs> where I, yeah, it kind of feels a bit manic. But at the same time, I kind of think it's been really special to um, have that time with them. And this the schools have um, resourced them really well. It's been really well set up. And so I think it's um, Abby and, and Ben have been really just doing their, their own thing. They've got everything there they need to do. Um, and But it's because Daniel's new to school that I'm kind of his personal teacher. <laughs> um, and sometimes he likes it and sometimes he doesn't. So it's it's been pretty interesting trying to keep it fun um, and keep the relationship good, um, but also knowing that I still want him to be learning bits. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a funny kind of tension, but um, I think I'm actually going to miss them when they when they go back. And yeah, probably won't get this time again. Yeah, I mean, I that's something that I was just thinking about today. Like, it's just I, just the amount of time I've spent with them has been like really, really cool. Yeah, and I think that is like a huge, huge plus because it's different from a holiday as well. Yeah, 
because you're actually just at home. There's nothing with you them. can do. <laughs> yeah. You're just in, in your space with them. And they've they've coped really well. They've um it always takes, I think, just just the same with holidays, it takes a couple of weeks for them to kind of remember how to play with each other again. And once they'd kind of got through that, they've they've done really well using their imaginations and playing together and yeah, because it's quite an age range there as well, especially. Yeah, um, I think with um, we're really lucky with Lily and Esty. They play pretty well with each other until they don't. Mm. But like that's usually quite a long time. You can hear it. You can hear the tension building. <laughs> and yeah. I, I try and get in there before it gets <laughs> too bad. Um, but they no, they they're pretty good friends. I think. Hopefully, anyway. Ben's pretty keen to get back to school um, to see his friends. Yeah, I think I think Lily's in the same boat. She's pretty extroverted and, mm. like, she just, I think more than anything, she misses all the physical burning off of the energy. Yeah, she's got high energy, eh? Yeah. Very high energy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea where she gets it from. <laughs> oh, she's so cute. It's funny, I've been putting on, um, like, little fitness videos for the kids that the school have sent through and it's like dragging a chain <laughs> it's like come on you gotta you gotta burn off some of your energy they just don't they're just not they're not keen but they they did try for me today to do star jumps and <laughs> um oh, i don't know it's pretty funny we just laugh but yeah yeah send them outside to the trampoline oh it's good yeah yeah so um i guess we'll crack Crack into it, and right. I always start with the biggest question you could possibly ask, which is, um, "How did you meet the Lord?" Um, yeah, so I, I was, I've been so blessed and um, been raised in a Christian family, and so I've got two older brothers, Nick and James, and. Um, and my parents, it's just, I, I look back at it and I just think I'm so, so blessed because they, they love the Lord so much and it's never been um, like just a Sunday thing. Um, I've, I've watched them try and nurture their relationship with God from, you know, since I can remember and in their individual ways, um, kind of seeking him and seeking time with him. And so I've probably asked Jesus into my heart a thousand times <laughs> um, as a child. Uh, and But I do remember when I was about seven and James and I, um, I think he's got, a, he's got a really similar story actually, but he, um, we, we went to an after school kind of Christian meeting. Our school wasn't a Christian school, but they had... Um, Sometimes they had like after school clubs and things. And this meeting, um, a guy from, I think it was from OAC Ministries or something like that, came along to speak. And I don't remember what he said, but I remember asking Jesus into my heart. And I remember being in the corner of our school hall. Um, I remember like the light coming through the windows. Um, and I just remember just feeling this joy and this kind of excitement um, that I 
yeah, I mean, I just I remember it to this day. And I don't quite know what happened in that moment. Um, that was different from the other moments. Maybe I had more of an understanding. Maybe something just kind of sunk in. Um, but James and I walked home from school that day just so excited and just feeling um, so full of joy. I think I don't really know us how to describe it. And we just kind of raced home to tell mum what had happened. So, yeah, I mean, that's just a, a kind of a key moment where I remember maybe I understood salvation, um, yeah, better than I had before. Um, so how old were you then? About, se- about seven. Oh, yeah. 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 And, yeah, so then my, yeah, the journey's just continued, um, from there. Yeah, there must be a lot more um, that happened after that. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, would you say just from there it's been all plain sailing or um, how were your high school years? High school years are always interesting, aren't they? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't... I don't know if I would call it plain sailing. Um but uh, I just how do I how do I kind of describe it? I think from an early age, I've been quite sensitive to God's presence, um, probably because I was raised in that environment where, um, as I said, Mum and Dad were really seeking God's presence, and so we've been surrounded by worship music and um, and just this hunger. And I just think that that's been um, such a wonderful gift to, I suppose, to have that, to learn about the presence of God from an early age. And so even though um, there were times, a lot of times that have been really rocky and going through teenage years and kind of all the ups and downs with that, um, my heart's always cried out to the Father and and there have been times when I um, when I haven't necessarily felt his presence in the way I would have liked to but it hasn't lasted for long I mean there's I mean this is the teenage years um, and yeah I it was a really strange time, actually. It was during the 90s. and Ooh, 90s. Yeah, I know. But, and there was this mum and dad had um, felt called to start the Vineyard Church in our home. So there's this kind of massive changes going on. Um, and, and then they went off to the States to a conference and they came back and they'd been really attached by the Holy Spirit. Um, and there was this kind of move of the Holy Spirit, which was quite full-on, quite wild, uh, very messy, um, and and that's when I was a teenager. And so I, was, I, I wasn't frightened by it. I was intrigued by it. I, I felt God. I, it's funny. I, I, I knew it was God. There were some times when I witnessed things where I kind of went, I think that that's actually hype, and 
it just kind of made me cringe. And then there were other times where I was just like, I, I just, I loved it. I loved what I could see. Um, but it, it made me feel very different from everybody else and very like my, like the, what was happening with the church stuff or the Holy Spirit stuff was a world away from what was happening in high school. And so I felt um, very lonely during those years um, at high school. But I, that's, I, I think that's just because I didn't feel like there was anyone um, at high school anyway that fully knew what was going on, you know, what was, what my life was like. Um, it's a lot of that stuff. It was, how do you talk to people about that, you know? How do you explain that? It's not in their grid and what I was seeing. And, um, yeah, so it just, that was a really, it was a really interesting time. I found it a very hard time, my high school years. Some people love high school years, but I just couldn't wait for that to end. Um, but in that, um, the Holy Spirit, I just felt him quite near to me and um, I just wanted more. I wanted more of him. And yeah, I know there's more to say. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I don't know if you listened to um, my testimony, but I also, I I was probably like the same age and we had lots of people that were visiting our church that were moving in that kind of Holy Spirit area. And it laid some sort of foundation in my life, even though there was some really weird things about it. And like, yeah, like you were saying, like sometimes you saw things and perhaps even myself was involved in like some hype, but like there was also something really profoundly yeah foundational I guess about like those experiences and knowing that God was there to be experienced in that sort of way kind of changes you I think so don't know if you feel the same definitely I've just got so many um kind of wonderful I suppose that testimonies really of of experiencing the Holy Spirit in such a tangible way and so when I come up against, um, you know, when there's times where what happens a lot, your prayers aren't answered or, you know, there's doubt. And I just have to hold to those times where I did experience God in a way that um, was so real that, yeah, I can't, I can't let uh, my doubt or my unbelief kind of overshadow those, those testimonies of his power. Um and also I think it it was, I mean, church for us then was so messy and it was this kind of Sunday late night um, service or we were visiting other churches um, and it just kind of strips away the religion of it all, like all the things that it could be or become. Um, and it just becomes about encountering God's presence and getting to know him and um yeah, really powerful and formative. Yeah, um, I really relate to that. Do, can you said you you know have these have had these key moments like 
Are there any that you can describe or remember like really distinctly? Yeah, I've, I, there's quite a few. I remember, I mean, the very first time I experienced the Holy Spirit in quite a powerful way was just after mum and dad have been to the States and they came home and I was probably about 15 and they just, um, we were in our lounge one evening, I was in my pyjamas and they just said, asked if I wanted to, um, I don't even know what words they use, maybe um, they might have just asked if I wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit or they wanted to pray for me, I can't remember. But um, I just remember the Holy Spirit just touching me and I I think I just fell over straight away um, and I and was laughing. I was just filled with with joy, um, just, it was just overwhelming. And I was, and I love that because it's, um, there's no pressure in that kind of setting. It's very personal. It's very private. Um, they weren't putting any pressure on me. I hadn't seen anything. I had no, nothing to copy. Um, it was just very real. And so I think for me, I mean, there would have been other things happening before that um, time as a child as well, but that was a definite um, filling, I guess, of the Holy Spirit. And then there were times after that as well. Um, I remember I was quite a lot older, actually, was probably even um, early 20s where I, we were at a, uh, it was actually a vineyard camp, one of, you know, our church camps that we had and they were brilliant because you have these kind of extended worship times and ministry times and just so, um, so special. And I remember, I think dad might've prayed for me and I just felt like, um, the breath within me was completely sucked out. And I just felt it being sucked out. And I remember being in that moment and knowing that I didn't even need to breathe. And I wasn't breathing. And it was just this really weird <laughs> sensation of, like, I don't need to breathe. Like, you, like Lord, you're sustaining me. Like, you're, you're showing me in this moment that you, I don't even need breath. You're, I don't know how to describe that. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, and... And I could feel my lips kind of tingling because <laughs> I hadn't been breathing for quite a while. <laughs> That's what it felt like. And then all, all of a sudden it was like he was blowing into this balloon and this breath just came right into my lungs and I was just breathing in deep. And he was like, I am your breath. I am the one who sustains you. I am your strength and your weakness. Um, and it was just so overwhelming. I think I was probably just curled up on the floor while everybody else was going off for lunch <laughs> at our rancho. Um, but just so, so powerful. And I remember talking to some of my friends afterwards and just saying, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't breathing. And they said, we know you, you were going purple. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, just such, uh, just really physical encounters of God's power. Um, and I just have to remember those. You know, in times where where he doesn't feel physically maybe as tangible, um, that he's shown me in these moments his power, that he he's the one that kind of holds me together, even my breath. Um, 
Yeah, so pretty cool. And there's other ones, but yeah. Yeah, so just that foundations there. And it's almost like, I feel like it's almost like God won't let you forget either. Yeah. Like sometimes I've almost, um, not not tried to make my face something different, but kind of come to this comfort stage where I'm like, oh, I might not ever have that again. Mm. But then God just kind of breaks back in and won't let, like won't let you forget those things and won't let you like settle for less. Like it's like once mm. you've tasted that, you can't mm. settle for less, mm. even when you try. I know it's so <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so true. And it is that thing as well. Once you've tasted it, you long for more. I think, um, and I long for my children to encounter God and you know, in ways like that as well. Just so, so real. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole nother topic. Yeah. But yeah, I've been thinking about that lately, like more consciously, like how how do I make this really real? Yeah. And not just words, but in a way only God can... That's true. ...make it not words. Yeah. <laughs> you can only model... You can only model what you can and then they have to experience that themselves as well. That's right, yeah. And it will be the right timing for them when it happens, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you talk quite a bit about, like, I guess you've just directly talked about how you experience the Lord, but are there other primary means that you, like, encounter the Lord and hear the Lord? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, there's quite a few, actually, Johnny. I... I, th- I suppose I'm kind of, I mean, I love worship and it's fun. I mean, that is a way that I, um, I think probably every time I would enter worship, I would experience the Lord and it's, I don't like saying it's a given. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, but it, it just, it just is. Um, my heart's kind of wired that way. And and he just takes me places when I worship. Um, it's just his goodness. It's quite amazing. Um, so there is there is worship, but I also um, sometimes feel quite a resistance to doing it as well, <laughs> even though I know that that's that that you know when you know when you need to kind of just have some time with God, um, and and for me I know that if I if I was to like start singing or pick up a guitar or something, then that would that would get me there. <laughs> but there's this kind of resistance inside going, ah, and it must be like a spiritual thing. I don't know. Um, it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. And I keep kind of putting it off. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just uh, my rebellious side. Um, so no, there is, that worship is, is, is a key for me. But also I... I love um, kind of, I suppose it's journaling. And I don't even know if I should say I love it, but it is a way that I I kind of have conversations with God and um, trying to, over the years, really learn to distinguish his voice. Um, and that can be really hard to do. Um, but so just like writing down 
um, my conversations with him. I suppose it's like writing down a prayer, but I'm writing it down as a conversation and then writing down his reply and whatever thoughts come to my head straight away, trying to write that down. And and I'll have these kind of quite major kind of hang-ups in that where I'll just um, freak out and go, no, 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 that's me, it's not you. <laughs> and I write it all down and then sometimes I just give up. But other times I will just, there'll just be this flow where I just know that he's speaking to me as I write and I'm able to look back over that and really see where he's um, he's been speaking. And I find that that's, that's been quite powerful. And even in the last few day, days, just reading back over my some of my journals and going, oh my goodness, he, he was speaking to me then. That, that wasn't me, that was him. And yeah, so that's, that's one way. Um, I, and I find this probably sounds a bit crazy too, but even just in doing kind of the mundane, like cleaning the bathrooms, um, I find is actually for whatever reason has become a way that I can actually feel quite close to God. And I will just, whether I'm singing or going through a, a worship set of songs, and then it often will just lead into, um, songs where I feel like he's speaking to me, something a bit more prophetic and just kind of singing that out or speaking that out. Um, it's I know it probably just sounds really weird, but just really, uh, I don't know, I think there's so many ways we can experience God and beyond um, beyond worship, beyond your kind of prayer. There's just so many ways. And a lot of people probably say it, but getting out into nature and going for walks or runs or whatever is also another way. Just feel near to him. Mm. Um, that, the way that you describe like um, just being able to pick up a guitar and like get into God's presence, like that's a... A precious gift. Yeah. Like, um, that's amazing because, I mean, I think worship's probably one of the main ways that I experience the Lord as well. Mm. But sometimes it's, yeah, it's not always like instantaneous yeah. um, for me. Yeah. So that just sounds amazing. Yeah, I think, and I, I mean, mum and dad have just, they've always, um, Loved worshiping God that way through music, and and so I just remember as a child, Dad just often picking up the guitar and just starting to sing, and we would. I was just drawn drawn to it, um, and then when we went over to the states as a family, Mum and Dad did the Vineyard School of Ministry when I was about eleven, and so we were over there for for a few months and traveling around different vineyard churches. Um, and doing outreaches and just some wild stuff. Um, but I was always drawn to the worship, and there's just something about it. It's obviously kind of a language for me um, where I can, that I can use to um, commune with God and um, encounter His presence. And, yeah, so that, that is a real gift, and I'm so thankful for it. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I relate to the rebellious part of what you were saying. Like, um, <laughs> I find that in particular with exercise. Yeah. Like I know that it's actually what I need, but yeah. I, and when I'm when I'm struggling with depression or yeah. or yeah, not depression, maybe just feeling down or whatever, I know I should go for one, but that's when I'm least likely to go for a run. Yeah. It's even a, though that's the medicine I need. It's a funny thing, eh? And it's this kind of yeah, this weird. It's a really strange kind of resistance to feel, especially when it's, for me, um, about God's presence. You know, it's the thing that I crave. Yeah. <laughs> Yet at the same time, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's just, it's quite, it's quite a contradiction. Um, but yeah, I suppose that's the the good thing that it, about worship leading is that it forces me to have to um, prepare and to get into that space as well. I mean, having spoken to Nick as well, like, and now you, and having obviously grown up at um, CV as well, like, you're also right in saying that um, you've got like this rich heritage that you've, you know, you're in some ways your parents have done the hard yards for you, mm. and you've, I mean, you've done hard yards too. Don't mm. get me wrong, but you. like, you've got like this foundation that has been provided for you guys that's amazing mm. and even as just a cv i think we get to, we've got to share in that to an extent as well which mm. is that's is cool. is a really cool thing yeah yeah that's really cool yeah yeah it's pretty amazing when i think about it um that we're we're all still there and um yeah, yeah that for my brothers as well worship is um such a um, a powerful thing in their lives as well. And, you know, in terms of encountering God, um, 
yeah, so mum and dad did well there. <laughs> You've already revealed kind of like the passion that you have for worship, but like what would you say makes you really, you know, um, exuberant towards the Lord or like, you know, what do you really want to see happen in like the kingdom? What really makes you tick in terms of, um, yeah, the kingdom of God? Um, yeah, I know I've touched, I have talked about it. I I love the presence of God, and I, um, I I just love that where He is, anything anything can happen, anything is possible, and sometimes it's easy to forget that, you know, when we cry out for things and we don't see it. And I think that's been something that's been quite hard over the years is David and I, um, that's my husband, um, have been, you know, we've been really passionate about healing and seeing people healed. And um, and that's still something on our heart. Um, and often, you know, you're praying and praying and you don't, you don't see it. You don't see what you want to see. And it can be hard um, not to kind of put that aside. Um, but I, I just, I do have such a heart um, for healing. And um, I just, you can't avoid seeing the brokenness in society and, um, and seeing it around you. And I'm quite a sensitive person and I feel it. Um, I feel it when I go to the supermarket. I feel it when I go to the mall, and I feel I feel it physically um, in terms of like a heaviness and or a, or like a sadness. Um, and it, I just cry out. I'm just I cry out for to see breakthrough, and to see God to see God's kingdom and um, move invade. I don't know if I like the word invade so much, but yeah, it is that just to to see people's lives turned around. And and it's hard to imagine sometimes what that would look like because it seems impossible. Um, but I, I mean, you hear amazing testimonies of people's lives um, transformed, you know, from these impossible situations of child abuse and then how God meets them and their lives are just totally changed you know I love hearing testimonies like Matt Redman or Joyce Meyer's testimonies of you just think they're what they've been uh, born into how can they ever kind of I suppose escape from or how can God rescue them from that from those situations and when you hear their stories um, and then the people that they've become it's just incredible and so I just, um, I suppose, keep reminding myself that he is the God of um, breakthrough, that he is the, the way maker, the miracle worker. <laughs> and I really just want to have eyes like he has um, and keep going after that. Uh, yeah, I, and so I often find my, I think um, I have a real heart for intercession as well. And I think that's why I often feel these things, feel brokenness and feel um, 
feel these things as I'm in these places is so that I, I suppose, so that I can intercede. And sometimes prayer doesn't feel like enough, but often it's all we it's all we have in that moment or in those times to be able to do anything is to intercede. And so whether I intercede through prayer or through worship um, is, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the tools that I have in my hands <laughs> sometimes. But, oh yeah, I just, I have a heart to see people healed and to see to see broken lives restored. I really do. Um, and, it, yeah, I think part of, I suppose, sometimes our role, you know, as worship leaders is kind of just to invite the kingdom into, into situations. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's probably more I could say. Oh, go, go, if there's more. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. It, it, sometimes it's, you know, when you get bogged down with just everyday life stuff and it and it is sometimes really hard just to think about actually um, what is it that kind of makes you burn for his kingdom. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, I love... I love God so much, and I think from that place of worship, <laughs> I can see somebody. <laughs> Do you need to oh, pause? Man. Do you need to push pause? No, nah, it's, <laughs> it's all right. We'll just keep going, and we might edit it out, or we might leave it there. Yeah, no, that's fine. I can't really remember where I was going to go anyway. You were saying, like, it can be hard to think of what really makes you burn and then you were just starting to say what that was when yeah. Lily walked in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, but there'll be like, um, there'll be moments when I'm worship leading where I'll just really feel like the Father's heart um, for those that I can see around me. And and I think that's that place where I'm reminded of, I suppose, um, my purpose and just being able to um, have compassion and and show love and kindness. And, um, and there are seasons for things. I mean, sometimes, like when the kids were really little, it was like, okay, this is my season now to really, I mean, it still is, but to really nurture them and it was hard to kind of think beyond those walls um and then there's kind of now kind of going into a new season where my youngest is at school and so kind of like what's where can we move now you know what what can I do what yeah so I don't know I just want I want eyes to see and and ears to hear really and just to I think the Father has this beautiful way of lining things up. And often when I've prayed, look, God, just I want to, I suppose, have opportunity to pray for people um, or to share about you. And and he will just kind of position people <laughs> almost in my path um, for that to happen. And 
And that's quite amazing. It's like I don't have to be kind of out striving for it. He will he will line it up if I'm if I'm engaging with him and and he knows my heart's cry and he will line that up. So it's been pretty cool. There's been some pretty cool times of just like being able to just encourage someone outside the supermarket or um, at the playground or something and God's just lined it up. Yeah, so it sounds like you just yearn to see um, physical and um, I guess emotional like wholeness. Yeah, I do. I do. Like as a key, like part of the kingdom. Yeah, I do. And I, and I think because I've had my, I have my emotional ups and downs and, um, you know, my, my dealings with depression and anxiety as well. And I just know that God can meet people in that place um, and that he wants to. And I think um, I remember when David and I were doing um, healing on the streets and I actually didn't get to do it that much because the kids were really little. But I went out, um, I think it might have been for the first time, and a girl um, came up to us. She was a young girl, just like a teenager, and she came up. She had a group of friends kind of watching her from the distance. Um, This was down in on Cuba Street, Cuba Mall. And she just said that um, she wanted, she said she would like prayer. And so, you know, we asked her what was wrong and she said um, she was struggling with depression. And um, so I just prayed for her very quickly and just invited um, God to come. And in that moment, you could just see her kind of almost freak out she started to cry and laugh all at the same time and it was like (laughs) something was happening that happening that she could not even kind of fathom she couldn't figure it out and she just kind of freaked out and um and ran off (laughs) and I just saw it kind of she just uh ran away to be you know after her friends and they were kind of staring and giggling and running up the road um but it was just really amazing like just how God um yeah, I mean, she couldn't, she couldn't kind of work out what was going on, but it was, she was experiencing the power of God in such a real way, and all we did in that moment was invite him to come, and it was very simple, and I think that's really exciting, and it's, yeah, I mean, I haven't kind of been out and about doing that for a long time, but it's definitely um, something I feel quite alive in when. I suppose it's like when you're worshiping, it's that kind of thing of feeling so kind of engaged with, with the Father and doing things with Him, um, which is really exciting and seeing Him move, um, in such a beautiful way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I think about that all the time. Like, if only people could just experience for a moment, like, what's on the table. Mm. And like I, I wonder why God just doesn't yeah. do that to people all the time, everywhere. Um, I know. <laughs> you do wonder, eh? I also like because I'm, you know, I want to know how to communicate that as well or to, or I guess, to facilitate that. Like often um, mm. conversations about God end up being about arguments about God or like, mm-hmm. 
why should I believe in God sort of thing rather than mm-hmm. what seems like the primary thing to me is like if you could mm. just experience this. Like yeah. I don't, those arguments have a place and they're important and, you know, I actually engage with them quite a bit. But like there's this whole other much more important thing that's the thing I need to communicate and I hardly spend any time ever talking about that because it's so hard to get to that place. Like mm, it is. There's nothing in I've ever experienced ever through any means that even comes close to comparing with this encountering the Lord. Why don't we talk about mm. that instead of evolution or whatever mm. it might be? <laughs> I know. I know. It should be easier. But then, you know, it, I mean, that, that example was really wonderful because God she experienced God's power right there very quickly. Um, but there's, you know, there's other times where I've offered to pray. I've been so nervous, but, you know, I pray, prayed for another parent at the kindy gate or, you know, for back pain and nothing's happened. <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my goodness, this is, um, this is so hard. Um, but just trusting God's timing, God's timing with it. And I don't know, I, I, I'm a bit worried that all of this might make me sound quite spiritual. Um, <laughs> I don't actually have like, I mean, this doesn't happen a lot. Most of the time it's um, just trying to encourage people and be there as a friend or whatever. It's, yeah, I mean, I wish this would happen more often, but it's not. Um, yeah, but I have... I don't know. I just have a real heart to see broken lives changed. And in particular, I um, like child abuse just really makes me really angry. It's one of those things that just, yeah, it's a righteous anger where I, um, I don't, I often, I don't know what to do with the feelings that I feel <laughs> about it. Um, and I keep coming across it in our community and actually seeing it um, or hearing it and not being able to do anything about it. Um, and I keep, you know, I keep coming home to David and saying, you know, I saw this at the supermarket today and I, or I heard this at the petrol station and I heard, uh, you know, a parent, talking to a child like this or a child even saying how um, the other day, it was a few weeks ago actually, before lockdown, and I remember overhearing a child at Abby, Abby's school just saying how they'd seen their brother being beaten up by their parents. And you're just like, you know, when you hear these stories and you're kind of like, this is so messed up. And I wish I could just dive in there and somehow rescue these kids. And I can't, there's nothing I can do apart from pray. And I I don't know kind of like what I'm meant to do with it. And maybe it'll be something in our future. Um, I don't know where we are able to help in some way. I'm not sure, but it definitely makes me come home and just sob my heart out. It's, that's when I will cry out, Abba Father. You know, it's like um, just God just rescue his kids. 
you know, like, what, what do I do? I can intercede, but I doesn't feel like enough sometimes, Johnny, and I, I'm just, yeah, I don't know where that's going to go. Well, I mm. pray that the Lord will open some doors because, yeah, that definitely, I mean, working in a school and hearing what goes on in different homes, like, yeah. it's a huge need in our community to... What do you do? What do you do with the kind of um, when you hear things like how do you how do you deal with that? I think because if I was a teacher and I was coming across this, uh, oh, I'd break my heart time and time again. Yeah, well, we have to. It's mainly more in my deaning role that you really start to come across it, but the, I mean we have to refer to counsellors like immediately and stuff like that. And we yeah. have to be really careful about how we become involved. But I'm learning yes. more and more that being a stable person that's trustworthy in their life is like actually quite important. Like, and, yeah. and just um, being able to encourage people, like you were saying, like, in a really um, straightforward manner, it's actually just like yeah. totally, um, yeah, it's been a real revelation in like the last year or two, like just how important that is and like how important yeah. just being a nice person that, um, yeah, especially like being a man as well, like being a different sort of male mm. role model for mm. like some of these um, boys out there, um, mm. how much impact that makes. It's hard to tell like yeah. in the long term, but like, um, yeah, I mean, there's only, there's only so much we can do as well as like an institution. Yeah. yeah. And it's really outside yeah. of, um, outside and outside groups and stuff that have to do the, the real hard yards. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's all sorts of levels. It's a massive, massive problem in um in society. Yeah. And I, I don't have yeah. I don't have the answers either. We don't have the yeah. answers. <laughs> no. Um. No, I wish we did. But I. It's kind of cool. I. I mean, I'll often walk around our, our suburb and, um, and you know, you just get a feeling about certain homes. And so I'll just pray for homes, you know, when I'm walking past. And I know where, just through walking to and from school with the kids, I know where some families live and that kind of thing. So I can pray over homes um, and kind of intercede that way. But, yeah, I just keep inviting his kingdom to come and, you know, into the different parts of our city as best as I know how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, thanks heaps for sharing your heart. Like, uh, you know, like I would never have known that um, that, that in particular was mm. like a passion of yours. So it's like really cool to to hear. And I guess with intercession, it's like, we we can't measure its effectiveness like some of the other things. So sometimes no. people are like, "Oh, you you know, you got to be doing stuff." 
but we don't actually know sometimes like how powerful the intercession might be. And, you know, that's right. And I mean, I know that people are called to that specifically. So like, you know, Mm. that people are called to pray for certain things. So um, Mm. don't discount that, obviously. Yeah. And I find, I think, you know, we've talked about this before, but just also like the power of worship and as, um, as a way to intercede as well. And just through worship, you know, we're inviting, we're inviting his presence into situations. And it's kind of like, my hands are off this, Lord, you, you're, you can just have your way. And just, um, I've seen him move that way. And so I know that, you know, even as I might be worshiping um, around this area, that he'll be He'll be moving. <laughs> I'd like to be able to see it with my eyes, but yeah, I know he is. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, I hope you have a amazing rest of the week and Thanks, hopefully, <laughs> um, sometime soon we'll be back at CV. Hopefully in the next, yeah. well, probably not the next few weeks, but at least I'll be back at work in the next yeah. few weeks. Yeah, you will be. <laughs> yeah, and the kids should be back at school. So, yeah, yeah, maybe there'll be some kind of normal something happening. Find my ru- find my routine again, eh? Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm totally out of routine. Awesome, thanks for talking. Hey, Johnny, that's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. No problem. <laughs>